0: Okay, uh, welcome back to another episode of Chatting Cinema. I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. And this is Luke. <laughs> no, not going to say anything? Hi, guys. Oh, there it is. There <laughs> you Delayed, in, in, Delayed interaction. Delayed introduction. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about our top films of the decade, so I figured we'll kind of go around the room here and um, pick one for every year. That was the rule. Yeah,
1: this was so, so difficult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it's, I I think, like, disclaimer, at, at least for me, I, I have picked a single film um, from each year. Uh, but as I was looking, this was so incredibly hard. And so many amazing movies come out every year. Um, so this is, you know subject to change I don't know depending on the day but I just picked uh, one film from each year of the decade that I knew I absolutely loved um and that I'd like to highlight but
2: yeah I think it's a
1: good thing to preface saying like this isn't like
2: our 10 best movies of the decade right. it's like
1: our 10 personal favorites of yeah. each year it it's so hard especially this decade we've got like amazing Star Wars movies we have great like MCU movies the MCU kicked it into gear and started releasing like Three a year and I overloaded our poor brains, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, there's a lot of movies to love every year, so but gotta pick one, so we're (laughs) on to it.
0: (laughs) So, starting off with 2010, and by the way, there is some overlap here between the three of us, I think, with a couple of a little bit, yeah. So, I know for 2010, Flynn and I, we both picked The Social Network, uh, directed by David Fincher, uh, written by Aaron Sorkin, it's the the film about Facebook, Indeed. and the birth of Facebook, and Mark Zuckerberg, and um, still timely today, yes. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Even though it's not my pick, it was narrowed down as one yeah. of my yeah. picks. So. Sometimes
1: it feels more relevant today, yeah. the social network.
2: Yeah, especially because all the debates with the government now yeah. stepping in, it's crazy, and like, I'd be interested like, 10 years from now to see like a social network, not sequel, but like like, let Jesse Eisenberg play
1: him again yeah, and I, do,
2: like, the court cases and yeah, stuff. Like, that would be kind of cool. For sure.
1: I, I know there's been sort of discussion behind the scenes about whether to to continue it. And and Aaron Sorkin wrote a, a New York Times op-ed to Mark Zuckerberg, a little letter. Um, <laughs> but this was actually... This was, as I just got done saying how hard this was, <laughs> this was the only easy pick for me. Not because 2010 didn't have amazing movies, but I just... I absolutely adore The Social Network. It's my favorite movie of all time. So that's what made it kind of an easy pick. I think that that everything about this movie is perfect. I mean, the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross score, the performances, like, The Social Network is just, like, precision filmmaking with everybody doing their jobs to the best of their abilities. And I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, uh, Luke, what was your pick?
2: So my pick for 2010 was Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... <laughs> that was like i had seen edgar wright's previous movies but it was like i didn't know who edgar wright was i watched scott pilgrim vs. the world and i'm like this movie hits different like i know it's not the best movie it's a very campy cheesy love story that's like just filled with video game and indie references but it's easily the movie i've watched the most in my life like i've watched it way too many times i can quote the entire thing and just from all the levels of filmmaking of how much fun the cast and crew seem to have making it to the movie itself just being incredibly fun. Like, I, here we are nine years, almost ten years later, and I'm still watching it, like,
1: all the time. It's bad how much I watch that movie. No, Scott Pilgrim is so good. And and to your point about rewatchability, it's, it's one of those, like, if... Somehow it's on the TV. I'll put it on, but it, when you scroll past it on Netflix, it's it's hard to scroll past. Exactly, um, yeah. because it's such a fun ride to to go on. And talk about like collection of talent. Oh my god.
2: A lot of actors before they hit their primes. I mean, Chris Evans right. was yeah. in it. I mean, Michael Sarah had kind of been in a lot, but like not really yet. Brie Larson, Uh My Queen. You mean yeah. <laughs> Brie Larson? Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and like even like side ones. Um, what, who played uh, the third Evil X? I, he he became a Superman, right? Yeah, Brandon Routh. And then Brandon he also Rath was in yeah. uh, Adam in the yeah, DC shows, too. And he's also in movies, too, which is yeah. crazy to see all these young... Because they were pretty young when they yes, did this. Yeah. Edgar Wright, too. Yeah, yeah. Edgar yeah. Wright. Director. Yeah, well, he had made... Um, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz before that yeah. so it wasn't like his first rodeo but he was still pretty new to the scene like like I said that yeah. was m- when he got put on my map
1: and he's one of my favorite directors yeah. now so. shout out Edgar Wright figure out how to make a bad movie Edgar <laughs> Wright because yeah, apparently pl- you don't know how to do it yeah apparently not which um, whatever he's working <laughs> on next I'm very excited for but but yeah just to to close out on Scott Pilgrim I mean anybody still looking for, for how to make a video game movie and thinking that they can't do it uh, it's been done it's Scott Pilgrim Ready Player best, One people yeah. Well, clearly did not watch it. <laughs> yeah, watch Scott Pilgrim. Um, Thank you, 2010.
2: I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I really did love that year. I loved every year. It's, on it's been a oh, great year. Oh, yeah, no, you're you right. Know? You're every right. Year. But <laughs> I just get sentimental. Are great.
0: And I feel like as we go, it just gets harder. Yes. Like 11, yeah. That that was certainly my experience.
2: And like also, uh, Toy Story Three was 2010. Yeah. So that like, was a heart jerker or tear jerker.
0: Heart God. jerker. Heart <laughs> jerker. <laughs> too, yeah. That's the one. It <laughs> was so hard to
1: not pick that. Heart jerker productions.
0: <laughs> 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 we should make that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 2011, um, I picked fifty fifty um which is a really great movie it's really funny mm-hmm. but also super dramatic yeah um i think it's one of joseph gordon levitt's best performances and one of his most underrated yeah um and seth rogan too i think it was kind of his first foray into drama too and um it mixing that with his comedic style was very very uh bold i think yeah um but yeah that film to me just is is personally like just one of my favorites of all time um it's about cancer and yeah. like, which is a hard thing. It's hard to make your very movie difficult, entertaining, let alone funny. Yeah, and it is. It hits all of those emotional moments and it hits its jokes really well too. So yeah, yeah very
1: underrated. It's it's hard to believe with a with a cast like that movie has that yeah. it kind of flies under the radar so yeah. much. And I very
0: believe good. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt was nominated for a Golden Globe that year for that film. So. Good on him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, he's a very underrated actor
0: he in is, general. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I, I'm hoping the the 2020s treat Joseph right. Yeah, for sure. My pick in 2011 was uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Um, as I set out making this list, I was going to try and kind of um, avoid the the bigger franchises and focus on on smaller movies because uh, everybody knows I love Harry Potter and and Star Wars and Marvel. Um, I was gonna try to to not pick movies from that, but I I just couldn't. In in this year with Deathly Hallows Part Two, um, it it means so much to me. I can remember vividly where I, I I was quite young, but where I was like in life, I can remember going to watch the movie at midnight. Um, Back when with, midnight movies were still yeah, a thing. Yes, with with my scarf and and my Elder wand in hand and my Time Turner on my neck, um, and it's just you know, the Harry Potter movies had kind of an impossible task and to, to bring it home with deathly hollows part two, which is a, a movie that is like all climax. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really is. As much as I love deathly hollows part one, but everything it sets up, you know, deathly hollows part two is just tying a knot on everything. Um, everybody has fully grown into their roles. Uh, the battle of Hogwarts visually is, is crazy good. Um, there's dramatic moments that it makes me cry um it makes me happy i love definitely always part 2 so that was my pick for 2011
2: my pick was none other than this is such a surprise coming from this baseball lover moneyball <laughs> moneyball man i love baseball movies don't get me wrong but most of them aren't serious yeah Like, they're mostly comedies, Mm -hmm. which is great because baseball is a great medium for comedy. I mean, like, like Major League is hilarious. And, like, Sandlot's more serious side, even though it's, like, a coming-of-age in baseball. But, like, up until that point, like, this is the legitimate, like it got nominated for awards yeah. baseball movie and i i remember watching it and just being in love with it because it like i love history i love baseball i love movies it's like those yeah. three things are perfect for this and like aaron sorkin wrote it so it's already a great start and i was saying to you guys before i think brad pitts like my favorite actor like yeah. if i'm thinking about it just like all of his roles So that movie just really hit home for me as such a baseball fan because they did the sport right too it wasn't like they made fun of it they didn't portray it inaccurately they portrayed it how it was and a lot of people don't understand the sport and i think that was like a lot of people's view into how baseball works and how hard it is to be a ball player yeah so i i just love that movie for accomplishing that feat alone and also jonah hill another great serious performance too Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i have to say like i'm not somebody who is really into sports and that movie got me into baseball yeah. you know and and it made it like understandable for me too and digestible yeah, everything yeah. that they were saying I was following, you know, and that's somebody who doesn't really watch a lot of baseball, football. Yeah. That's exactly
2: be. why this movie's great. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's exactly. So sharp, it. And it's yeah. going to stand up. It's going to hold up yeah, over time, sure. too.
0: And you mentioned that it's also like a hard hitting drama. It's, yep. you know, about a father and a daughter. Yep. And, and how that relationship And is. a
2: struggling, like, struggling yeah. in the workplace, yeah. too. As yeah. simple as that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And, like, media hating him. Like, that's yeah. where yeah. it gets to be sports. But, because, I mean, yeah. every, every GM has a hater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, going into 2012, I picked Skyfall. Um, Hard to not pick that. (laughs) Yeah, Daniel Craig's third Bond film, and um, a lot of people say it is his best. I don't think that's very Um, (laughs) far-fetched.
2: I mean, Casino Royale, but... Yeah, it's
0: (laughs) super good. Um, Sam Mendes, his first kind of action movie, and um, now he's coming out with 1917 this year, so... He's not ready. I'm not mentally ready. No one is. (laughs) Um, I love Skyfall. Really great. I picked Skyfall. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Echoing sentiments. I, you know, Skyfall is so good. Um, it's such an interesting, we've discussed this before on, on the podcast, but such an interesting sort of deconstruction of, of James Bond and, and who he is as a character and an examination of his place in culture. Um, it's so insane they were able to pull that off while also making, like, a really solid, like, James Bond action flick and just, like, traditional things about James Bond uh, in this movie. Um, towards the opening, when, when James Bond has his train sequence and he's just, like, jumping around and, like, but also fixing his, like, yep. cuffs, I, I love that so much. It's just, like, they do the quintessential James Bond and then they shoot him and, and it's crazy. And Skyfall is so good. I love Silva as a villain. I love how he flips certain things about who Bond is onto him, um, and and sort of that like relationship between them. Um, yeah, it's Skyfall is really great.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we definitely in that film we also really get to see. Bond's background, yeah. which is not something that's really uh, uh, looked at in other Bond films. I don't think it is at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Ben Whishaw as Q. Yeah, oh yeah, he, so Judy Dench yeah. as
0: M. Her last time. That was yeah.
2: That was sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me, I would have picked Skyfall, but I was going through the list and I was like, oh baby. <laughs> i saw django unchained on there i some it's it's like hard to remember the years for all these movies yeah. and then remembering like like what we're doing right now we're kind of picking them like what they had to do for awards and right, stuff just right. like oh my god how did you pick between these but the reason why i went django was because westerns died for a reason they were oversaturated too mm. many they're they 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 were just all over the place and like and they just got ridiculous and all that. But Quentin Tarantino grew up adoring westerns, and you knew he wanted to make a damn good western. Yeah. And then he did, he followed through with it. He got an all star cast for yeah. it, and it, I think, one of the best westerns of all time. Yeah. And it, the lead character is African American male like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, yeah. to tell, imagine telling like. Sergio Leone, like (laughs) one of the most famous Westerns ever is going to be led by an African American male. And like, shout out to Jamie Foxx. What a great actor Great performance. And then, you know, like Christoph Waltz as the Mm -hmm. German amazing Leo smashing his hand on glass and (laughs) bleeding for real. Yeah. Like just the more I think about this movie, like I'm probably going to go home and watch it, Yeah, but like, I just think that it was such a great movie. And also, it was a love letter to filmmaking for Tarantino. Sure. Like, not that all of his movies don't feel like that, but you can tell, like, that and, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were, like, he loved movies so much. Yeah. And these movies show why he loved movies. And I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. for
0: sure. I think that's one of Quentin's most colorful films, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just the color palette of it was so beautiful mm-hmm. to see.
2: Yeah. And the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That opening. Django. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, going into 2013 now, uh, my pick is Prisoners, directed by Denis Villeneuve. I think um, Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal give career-best performances. Uh, Just going back and, like, listening to the stories that they tell about that film, the making of it. I mean, Mm. Ryan Gosling at one point was in the running to play Jake Gyllenhaal's role, and then Gyllenhaal obviously got it. And you hear so many things, like, he, he developed this nervous twitch that, that was just kind of improvised. Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't part of his character. I mean, so many things about that film and and Denis Villeneuve directing it are, are so compelling. And the film is also really good. Yeah. And it's super dark, though. It's very, it's yeah. a hard watch. Um, it's about a kidnapping um, of two girls. And it's, yeah, very dark yeah. and haunting. It's haunting. But it's shot so beautifully. Roger Deakins is a, yeah. a, a longtime collaborator, I think, with Denis. They'll be working on Dune together. Yeah. Can't um, wait for that. Later on yeah. in 2049 super yeah. good. Yeah. Um I love Prisoners. I think like I said, best performances I think from Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal that I've seen. So
1: yeah, Prisoners is is so good. My my pick for twenty thirteen was Short Term Twelve. Um it's a smaller movie. I think that uh it flew under their radar a, a little bit. Um I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel uh, bad now. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good about um Brie Larson plays a counselor. Um And the collection of talent in this movie is just, like, absurd. Looking at the cast here in in 2013, I mean, Brie Larson is in it, Rami Malek is in it, Lakeith Stanfield, Caitlin Devers, um, and they're they're kids, and, and they're kids in the movie. Um, and it's one of these like indie, like slice of life, um, smaller films, but it's so emotionally impactful. It's so good again, like, like prisoners at times, um, a difficult watch, a sad watch, but I mean, ultimately it, it leaves you feeling better at the end of it. Um, and I think that it's a really impressive smaller movie and, and my favorite of that year.
2: So I like 2013 because we all went with smaller movies that kind of flew under radars. So my pick is The Spectacular Now. Mm. First A24 movie I ever saw. Fun fact (laughs) that it's theirs. A lot of people don't know it's theirs because that was before they were like super known. But that movie is like one of the best coming of age stories I've ever seen. That's my bread and butter. It's my favorite genre. And I think that that's one of the best ones ever made because it tackles like teenage alcoholism and like yeah. that stemming from like abusive parents and like miles teller puts on such a real raw performance yeah. in that movie. And so does Brie Larson, which I mean, she had a great 2013 clearly. Um, but that movie is just so well done. Like, like I said, it covers alcoholism. One of my favorite aspects of it is every time somebody takes a drink, the sound of the movie goes away and it's like, it it's haunting. Yeah. It's just like, you see, it's like, a poison and they're all these kids are doing it and like they're abusing it I'm just like what like the first time I watched this movie I was like taken aback at how well done it was and I feel like it flies under a lot of people's radars yeah like because Miles Teller is just like such a great actor and the man just gets all the crap because of the Fantastic Four (laughs) movie like he didn't choose that like (laughs) he did a good job for that but that's a whole other topic but
0: and and Shailene Woodley is really great in that film agreed yep and um I just think that, you know, so many coming-of-age films can come off as, like, over-the-top, like, Mm -hmm. that's a Hollywood movie, but... Uh, the Spectacular Now is a perfect example of, like, we probably knew some of those people, you know, Yeah, in high school.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing is, like, the the characters were so well-developed. Yeah. But you yeah, didn't so really real. get
0: to know a lot of them.
2: Yeah. You just met most of them. And right. you were like, I knew a person like that. Or I was that person, yeah. you know? And that's one of the coolest things. Because I love the over-the-top campy coming-of-age movies, too. No, yeah, yeah, Like, they're fantastic. They're yeah. so fun. Like, I mean, I would even say book smarts like that. Like, just over-the-top. <laughs> so but... A movie like The Spectacular now is so relatable to people. Whether or not you live that or not, you can at least see the struggle. And I think that's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um, Moving into 2014. It's getting Uh, harder. (laughs) Yeah, this was a hard one, 2014. Uh, (laughs) um, I picked Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this was a huge risk for Marvel. This was kind of their first foray, um, getting away from the characters that we all know and love at the time, like Tony Stark, Captain America, um, these were they were introducing a group of characters that really no one knew I yeah. don't think unless you read the comics exactly no they didn't knew. even have a cartoon yeah. They, yeah. And, and they and weren't even popular then, yeah like yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a
1: popular comic the the versions of that movie are, are different yeah yeah so.
0: and then on top of that it's a it's a space quest like which is huge and and the film at times can feel like psychedelic yeah. and just way over the top and crazy and
2: but... I want to say too about the cast of that movie uh-huh. like not that there weren't good actors but they took a risk on the cast of like like oh, these yeah. people yep. weren't leading people yet, right. but they are now because of Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, Bradley Cooper is a little different, but he. But you're not using his face. Like mm-hmm. Chris Pratt was a sitcom guy who yeah. was funny as hell. Like yeah. that's what he had at that point. Not that he's not a great actor. Sure. We know he is. But like him as a leading man cemented after that movie. Yeah. Look at how many movies he's led since yeah. then. Yeah. Think about it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah Bautista Dave Bautista. Yeah. Love that that's... man. Saw him wrestle at WrestleMania yeah. last year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and i think about guardians of the galaxy and i think that whole film is a testament to james gunn you know as the writer director that it wouldn't have worked without him you know
2: and i think it was the turning point for marvel yeah because like you said they broke away from everything they knew yeah and from that point on it was like okay we can do other things it's not just the phase one characters
1: this is real yeah Yeah. um my pick for 2014 was whiplash um i Love this movie. Damien Chazelle directed, starring uh, Miles Teller. And it's it's so good. I, I remember um, watching Whiplash, streaming it, uh, when I watched it for the first time. And I finished it, and then I immediately put it on again. Um, and that's the only time I've ever done that with a movie. Um, it's so, so good uh, about Miles Teller, who's a, a drummer, um, trying to make it, trying to, to see if he can, you know play the, the big stuff at the Kennedy Center, and, and it's just, like, Whiplash to me is is everything great about indie filmmaking um, because it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Damien Chazelle had made a, a short film with the same premise um, and then turned it into a feature, and I think it was kind of, like, not on a lot of people's radar, and then it came out and was, like, an Oscar contender, um, and... Like I said, 2014 was was really hard. It's one of my favorite years in film, like period. Um, but Whiplash just edges it out for me.
2: So to keep the listeners on edge, <laughs> I picked one of the movies you guys picked. Oh, ooh, I love overlap. So I picked Whiplash. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Nothing against you, Gianni. I, I love Guardians as well. But fun fact, I grew up a drummer. I don't know mm. if you guys knew that. So mm-hmm. when I heard Breaking that they news. made a movie about a drummer, I was like, I. I'm in. And they were like, and JK Simmons is his mentor. I yep. was like, I am yep. in. That was my first time ever seeing Miles Teller in a movie. I didn't see spectacular now until after right, that. Right. After seeing that, I was like, who is this guy? Then I went back to it, but back to back miles Teller years yeah. for me, another one of my favorite actors. That movie is so real for a lot of musicians. And a lot of people don't understand it to all the people who say they don't deserve letter jackets to all the people yeah. who don't, who say like, they're not a sport. That's music. It's not always as exaggerated and crazy as J.K. Simmons throwing stuff at you. But, like, the dedication musicians put into their craft is captured in that movie. And also, I would say that's really Damien Chazelle's first movie. Like, he had that short before that. But that was his first movie. And to go from, like, short films to winning Best Supporting Actor Oscar, like... That's incredible, and I think that movie is going to hold up for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, Yeah. just how much of a lock J.K. Simmons was for for Best Supporting Actor—it was like nobody else had been nominated that year. Yeah, and
0: I think that really kind of relaunched his career. Yeah. Oh yeah. Post Spider Man too, he was in a lot of supporting roles. Yeah. And to an extent, like they were really good. But then he was the farmer's insurance guy, yeah, so yeah, that film to come out was a huge surprise. And what an explosive performance yeah. for him. Too. yeah, like,
2: and like, like you said, it was good for him, but also that helped Damien Chazelle credibility yeah, kind yeah. of like, because you had yeah. that like known actor in your movie because Miles Teller had done a couple things at that point, but yeah. like that he was the star power, you yeah know? Right. Um, Not my time That was so hard, that was such a hard year. yeah. <laughs> shout out to the Lego movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, twenty fifteen was another really tough year. yeah, um at least for me. I mean, we had like the Martian, so many other movies that came out that year. Um, but I picked Steve Jobs. That is my favorite film of all time, um, directed by Danny Boyle, written again by Aaron Sorkin. He's on this list a little earlier. Yeah. Um, it's one it's my favorite movie of all time. Michael Fassbender. Was I think the perfect casting for Steve Jobs and also the most controversial at the same time. It's yeah. like really Michael Fassbender. Is yeah, I want to see him in more him? movies. Me too. He he's a he's a talent. He's um, great. Kate Winslet is in there. Seth Rogen also. Yes. Uh, a dramatic role from him. So good as, as Steve Wozniak. Wozniak. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff Daniels is in the film yeah. too. He has uh, this crazy screaming match with Fassbender at the midpoint of the movie, which is to me, it's the best scene in the film. Yeah. Um. But I just think it was such a risk for the studio to, to greenlight that movie because of the way it was directed and the way it was written. It's told uh, in a very interesting way. It's yeah. exactly three acts, exactly um, a half hour long each. And they're all told from the perspective of Steve Jobs before the biggest launches of his career, mm-hmm. like the biggest product launches. Um, and, y- you know, there's a huge temptation anytime you make a, a biopic to just... To do like let's show Steve in the garage let's show yep. him growing up and going to college yep. and we kind of got that with um, the Ashton Kutcher film right. in 2013 but wasn't very well received um, Kutcher's performance was but the film was not but anyway uh, Steve Jobs I think it was risky I think it, re- it flew under people's radars Um, and I think you should go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta
1: respect that. (laughs) pick, Especially (laughs) as, as you touched on, there's a a Steve jobs biopic that had been released with, with Ashton Kutcher and Josh Gad plays Wozniak in that movie. Yeah. Um, just a few years prior. Um, so like doing a, a different one and having it in that, in that different way. Um, It's a great movie. The script is so good. Performances are so good. And and that structure, like you said, was a risk. But I think it really works for that movie. We love risky movies. Um, (laughs) My pick for 2015 was Inside Out, um, the Pixar animated flick uh listen uh, everybody listening right now we know
2: you cried at it yeah, too. Don't, yeah. don't don't lie
1: don't try in front like you didn't <laughs> cry at inside out i remember lava was the the animated short attached you to already inside crying out. yeah so i was already <laughs> crying <laughs> crying over ge- geography <laughs> yeah but in, inside out you know what can you say about about a girl riley and and the emotions in her head and uh you know parts of it are are about growing up and and you know Parts of it are are how we feel about things. And and that's why I think it's so emotionally impactful because it's literally about emotion. Um, I remember when the the trailer was released, Sweet Emotion was the the song they used for it. That's a good trailer Um, because it's a good movie. Easy to promote for for a movie like this. Um, And, yeah, the big spoilers for Inside Out. Spoiler alert! Um, But when... When Bing Bong dies in that movie, oh my
2: God, here we go
1: yeah it's it's one of the the most emotionally impactful moments I've ever seen in any movie. Um, I can just like revisit that moment period like out of context, and it'll still get me like it's all about like growing up and inside out is just so good, so flawlessly animated, so gorgeous, the color palette is insane off the charts,
2: incredibly and, clever,
1: yeah. Super clever, super original and unique and I, I just love Inside Out so much.
2: So for me, I think twenty fifteen was the hardest year to pick. Yeah. Because I moment. was looking at my list and I was like, wow, because like I wrote down the ones I wanted, like mm. X Machina, Mad Great, Max, Straight Outta Compton, The Martian, <sighs> The Revenant, but my pick, Star Wars, Episode mm. Seven. Oh my god, that movie. So that one, it's like not just the movie, it's the build up to the movie. Mm-hmm the movie, the reaction. The theater experience everything about it like i saw it with my best friends from high school and like the entire our senior year we had talked about oh my god disney bought star wars they're making yep. a new movie so then we all come home from college our first semester and this is the first time we're all back together again since graduating pretty much because summer was so busy and we all see the new star wars movie together and i was just like this is beautiful like the movie brought the franchise back exactly how it needed to be i know flynn fully agrees with yes, this I, but 100 percent. But it had heartfelt performances. It directed amazingly by J.J. Another great score by John Williams. Like, I don't think it's the best Star Wars movie. I think it's up there, but it's exactly what it needed to be, when it needed to be it. And then it was just a movie-going experience for me of just... I I just cried in the theater, just so happy to have Star Wars back.
1: Yeah, Force Awakens was was very close to being my pick. Even despite all those great movies that you picked out, I I know that... A lot of people would pick Mad Max: Fury Road as the the best film of the the decade. I point think blank. Um, that was certainly up there for me. But yeah, Force Awakens. It's so much fun. Such a exactly I, again speaking to like movies like Scott Pilgrim that you can just like put on whenever and enjoy. That is the the Star Wars movie for me. That I've like I'm like okay, well I'm not gonna do a rewatch, but I can I put on Star Wars right now. It's Force Awakens because it's just a fun ride. And uh, yeah, that that's sort of capped off that year was towards the yeah the end it was of the end yeah
2: so good but then the revenant came out after it and i was like oh my god my brain i can't yeah. take all these great
0: movies movies yeah
2: mm-hmm. oh 2015 was tough
0: yeah 2016 was another tough year um but for me i i think i kind of knew from the first time i sat down in the theater and then going back four times later to see it <laughs> yeah. again um la la land is is my favorite movie of that year um it's a film that i think is just through and through about passion and following your dreams even when that's not always the easiest decision to make uh it's a love letter to old hollywood um ryan gosling and emma stone i think give really terrific performances um and they already had super established careers um and i think it was kind of a risk for them to go and make another movie together um but they did it and and you don't think that they're any of the other characters they played previously right um you believe that they are mia and sebastian um and that film is just it's a it's a musical and it's also hearting drama it's a comedy it's so many of these things that mix together so well um my ipad keeps falling but i love it (laughs) i love la la land so much it's very very exciting very very exciting la la land (laughs) is is so
1: good and yeah to to your point about about risks and um Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling signing on for that. It's, it's a musical.
2: It's a movie Um, musical. It's, it's, it's
1: it's not easy. Um,
2: I mean, I feel like the last time there was a truly successful one was like the fifties. So
1: like, and the, the opening sequence of La La Land is just like everything I I love about movies. It's so bright. It's so fun. Um, and yeah, La La Land is just like one of those movies where you like watch and you're like, Oh yeah, this is, this is why I love movies. Um, my pick, La La Land, was was right there, but like the Academy, I picked Moonlight uh, for the best picture of this year. Um, similar to, to how you were discussing with Steve Jobs, um, it's it's told as a triptych. It's told in in three distinct parts of of Chiron's life um, when when he's a young boy, a high schooler, and and a grown man, um, and it just kind of tracks. This this man's life uh, as he grows in, in three distinct points of it, um, and it's so good. It's such a. I think that uh, I think it kind of goes under the radar as a coming of age movie. I don't think people discuss it in that kind of um, category. Uh, it is one. Yeah. But,
2: but you're right. Most people don't think yeah. of it that way,
1: even but, though it kind of
2: like point blank is
1: one. like yeah, Literally growing up. One hundred percent. And and about relationships and and emotions that sometimes we want to suppress and we're we're confused about and i think Um, i
2: think something beautiful about moonlight and coming of age movies in general is it shows you walks of life you would never live yourself yeah and this movie i mean the fact that it came from where it did of just like a very small production almost no budget yeah to to indie festivals to i believe didn't it win at sundance
0: i think it did i think and then
2: because of its win at sundance it got a release in theaters which led to its oscar win which i mean that is like the filmmaking dream is making a movie that means so much the director and writers lives because it really did to them yeah like that's and that moment on stage with la la land and Mm -hmm. moonlight was one (laughs) it's it's funny but then when you think about it like la la land had no trouble handing that award over because they knew how beautiful of a movie moonlight was
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, Barry Jenkins just, just poured heart and soul into this movie. Each each actor um, that plays Chiron does such a good job. Um, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali yeah. won the Best Supporting Actor award for it. Um, you know, it's just so good. Uh, so I picked
2: La La Land because (laughs) like Gianni, I saw it four times in theaters. Um, and each time I brought like five or six people to be like, you need to see this movie. Like, I've never done that before where I was like, I go see the movie. I'm like, Oh, that was great. Like I'll tell people to watch it. Like, no, I was like, Hey, like if you hadn't seen it, be like, let's go see it right now. Like you already saw it. I'm like, no, I'm going again. Let's go see it now. Because like I said, it's a movie musical, but I think it's the best movie musical ever made by far. I think Damien Chazelle grew up loving Singing in the Rain and all the other classics. And he was like, nobody makes them anymore the way they should be made. And he came up with a fantastic story. He casted the perfect people to tell it. And like, even J.K. Simmons' side role is like the angry manager. Like, I love that so much. (laughs) But that movie just. It, it reinvigorated my love for film and agreed 100%. and then in 2016 i was at like a pivotal point in my life where it was like i was just finishing community college and i was picking a school to transfer to and i and i hadn't done any film courses or anything except like G- gen ed ones so i was like do i stick with movies like is this what i want to do and then on christmas uh 2016 i went and saw la la land and it was just like a sign of like this is what I need to do. I want yeah. to do something like this one day. That movie was beautiful. I still listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's yeah, one of the CDs too. I me keep it in my car. <laughs> yeah, I buy CDs, <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I just love that movie so much. It was it was beautiful, and it just makes me so happy. Just like like you said, it's passion, and it, it, it doesn't matter that uh, Sebastian's a musician and Mia's an actress. If you're passionate about something, you can yeah, relate to this they're, movie.
1: They're artists. Yeah. yeah. D- Damien Chazelle, make a not perfect movie challenge. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: and also make a not perfect movie challenge, not about music, too. <laughs>
1: he likes jazz. What can I say? You like jazz.
0: You like jazz.
2: That should be on our list of best movie of
0: all time. <laughs> um, 2017. Here we go. Flynn's going
2: of... last on this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this was another tough year, but, um, but for me, my favorite of the year was a film by Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. Um, quite literally a movie about a fish out of water. <laughs> <And> <laughs> nice. it's, it's really love good. Uh, similar to La La Land. I think it's a love letter to old Hollywood. Um, and Guillermo del Toro, I think in a lot of ways, like Damien Chazelle, they both have this really great way of directing, uh, big moments in their films and they can make it look like a really you know big Hollywood scene, but then they can also make things look so indie too. Mm-hmm. So small and personal, um, and I think Chazelle just just nails that in all of his films and as does Del Toro. Uh, and I, I love The Shape of Water so much. Um, great performances, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so intimate, so good. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, Shape of Water is great. I So I had a very difficult time thinking 2017. <laughs> I. You want me uh, to go? Yeah, you, you can go first. Yeah. yeah, Alrighty. So mine was actually
2: really easy, and it's because I – the amount of times I've watched this movie since much like another film of this director's that's on my list, uh baby driver, because Edgar, right? Like, bro, yeah. chill. Yeah. Please relax. You go from making Scott Pilgrim, which is like personal, like heartfelt favorite movie yeah. of mine to making baby driver, which is like filmmaker technique wise, like my favorite movie yeah, ever. How do you do it? He made an entire movie to like weird, cool alternative rock, not known rock songs. And like, it was a heist movie. It was a love movie. All these great things. Fantastic cast of amazing actors. And I w- I was blown away when I saw that movie. I was just like, this actually happened. I bought a ticket. I walked in. I sat down and saw this movie. This actually happened. Like, I was so taken aback by Baby Driver. And yeah. I think my favorite part is how he used easy by the Commodores. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the behind the scenes feature where Ansel Elgort sings uh, or lip syncs to it? And that was his audition. Yeah. (laughs) That was so cool. It was such a simple thing, but I was like, this is so cool. I love this movie. And yeah. I
0: think uh, Baby Driver was a huge surprise because in all of the marketing and the trailers, it kind of looked like a by-the-numbers action pick. Yeah. yeah. But um, And then you remember, oh, Edgar Wright is directing this. Yeah. Like, so, don't forget. <laughs> yeah. There's, and there's so much going on under the surface there. I mean, you yeah. look at, um, uh, you know, what it means to be disabled. Yeah. Uh, and yep. so many kind of uh, really important uh, social commentary in that film. Yeah. yeah. It's really effective. It's
1: the little things that set the set Baby Driver apart.
2: And every yeah. time you watch it you find something new. Yeah. I mean like like personally, like when I watched it the second time, I had to go back to the scene where he gets coffee mm-hmm. and just watch mm-hmm. it like five mm-hmm. more times because every single lyric is happening on screen. Yeah. 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 That yes. that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a one take.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, for sure. Johnny uh, and and Luke were in here as I was picking 2017. And, I'm excited. And, and like many many other years, it was it was very difficult. But this one especially. There are so many movies. I, I adore Lady Bird. I adore Florida Project. Logan, Shape of Water, Blade Runner 2049, Last Jedi. I know I'm cheating here a little bit, um, <laughs> but my three billboards too. But my pick was Baby Driver. <laughs> um, it, it was Baby Driver. I, I remember. I, I mean much like we've described the theater experiences for for last Jedi and and La La land I I've, I've felt those as well and and baby driver was another one where just like you'd sit down and you strap in and it is just yep. like pure movie excellence like just you, you don't think of like like action car movies as like precision filmmaking that's more like the Steve Jobs like the social network. But it is like you were saying about the coffee scene with with every lyric happening. Like it, it, it is just there are so many little touches. The the ringing of the the tinnitus being there when there's not music there. Um, baby Driver is just like it's perfect. Like Edgar Wright did such an amazing job. Ansel Elgort as baby is like one of those performances for me that I just, like, Agreed. absolutely adore. Lily James is Deborah and, and like, John Hamm in this movie. Mm-hmm. Jamie yeah. Foxx uh, Fox as,
2: bon- as Bones. Like,
1: so good. So John Bernthal. Uh, <laughs> he, he say, he if said, you don't see yeah. me, it's because I'm dead. <laughs> and then we never see him again. <laughs> then we never it, see him. Like, I love that. But it is just – and I know I think that a lot of people – a lot of people were very excited about this movie and, and, and knew Edgar Wright, but I think that a lot of, like – General audiences and stuff kind of people saw by it. surprise, and we're like, "Oh, it's a car movie!" Like, I don't like, like Fast I and don't Furious. Hear, like, the Fast and Furious movies, I don't know. And it's like, Baby Driver,
2: man. It's like, like a Fast and Furious movie on steroids.
1: Yeah, so it was it was very hard to pick for 2017. Mm-hmm. Big sick too. That shout out. <laughs> 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 oh, Flynn is just reading every yeah, movie that's I, come out I, that I, year. I'm cheating. I'm sorry, but Baby Driver was my pick, so I stuck to it. I did pick one. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So moving on into 2018, another Really crowded year, yes. right? I mean, we yep. had movies like Black Panther came out that year. Infinity War came out that year. A Quiet Place, Black Klansman, Oh, Ava this Gray. is such a good year. Um, but oh. uh, my personal pick was A Star is Born. Great movie. Uh, oh, Mission <sighs> Impossible Fallout came out last year. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just cr- about to cry thinking about A Star is Born. <laughs> Henry
0: Cavill loading the fist guns. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise in a helicopter, yeah. like a real helicopter. Anyway, um, A Star is Born <laughs> is my favorite movie of 2018. Um, I, I think this was on my radar from the second that I knew that Bradley Cooper was directing, that yeah. Lady Gaga was casted, um, and and Bradley Cooper knocked this film out of the park, I think. Um, from all of his jobs. Yeah, on all fronts. <laughs> yes. from, yeah, 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 From a directorial standpoint to starring in the film. to his singing working on the script Mm. singing yeah
2: that was a shock for me
0: yeah oh yeah he's Um, so good i think people are still thinking about um their their song at the oscars yeah uh, shallow yeah (sighs) is a song i mean yeah um, and steamy (laughs) yeah but, but just what this film did in in its portrayal of depression and alcoholism Uh, tinnitus Mm -hmm. is is another uh, theme that shows up here so what you're
2: saying this is the spectacular now combined (laughs) with baby driver
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then some some (laughs) i I, I love a star is born and i think lady gaga is such a revelation in this film uh, as an actress Uh, such a powerful performance um and Sam Elliott too. Yeah, yeah. great performance. The from Mustache, him. totally himself. snipped yeah. and uh, <laughs> snubbed. I mean, as <laughs> the yeah, authors, snubbed. He's
2: well, uh, a fantastic <laughs> drinking game is every time Sam Elliott curses in that movie, just take a sip <laughs> yeah. because all of his all of his lines are cursing. Yeah, um, yeah. It breaks my heart not picking A Star Is Born yeah. because that movie, like. I honestly, thinking about it, like if I could pick a tie, 2018 would be my tie with the movie I chose Mm and A Star is Born because that movie just hits from every level of just the story being so real. You don't need to be famous to relate to this story. It's a a love story about people struggling and like struggling with personal vices, struggling with their um with their partner's vices Mm. and like families and changing scenery like all these things are so real and let's be real a lot of people don't give bradley cooper credit they don't think he's a great actor like people sleep on him yeah and he is a great actor i hope he directs more too yeah i really would like that that. and then lady gaga a lot of people slept on her too they were like she's just a weird performer (laughs) who likes to wear meat dresses like like no like she is a phenomenal actor and i'd love to see her take on another
1: role a true art yeah um again i i I said earlier when when my pick was deathly hollows that i was gonna try and and stray away from the big franchises but i i could not pick anything other than than spider-man into the spider-verse for 2018 again one of those movies where i remember seeing it with gianni and I walked out and I was like, uh, "Are there any other are there other showings right now? Are there any? <laughs> it's like eleven o'clock. Like, uh, d- uh. Are, are, is the theater closed? Can I go see it again? Because because that's how good this movie is. Um, and again, one that me as somebody who absolutely adores Spider Man, whose favorite character in pop culture, point blank, is Spider Man." Um, kind of slept on it and kind of didn't expect a ton out of it. I, I watched the trailers and I, I really liked them and I was excited. And then everybody sort of like started seeing it and was like, this is so good. It will blow you away. I'm like, all right. And I'm, I'm reading all the hype and I'm, I'm worried I'm too overhyped. And you literally cannot overhype into the Spider-Verse. Um, With Miles Morales at, at the heart of this movie, it's such a good Spider-Man story. It's a good coming-of-age story. The animation is bonkers. It's it's so beautiful. Um, it's such a unique style of animation that that lends itself so well to telling a a comic book story. Um, all the performances are great. I, Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir is, is is one that stands out as a a it's really beautiful. fun one. It's yeah, beautiful. Um, this movie. It makes me cry at at so many different points, um, but also makes me so hopeful. And the 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 what's up danger like Miles rising scene when when Miles finally becomes Spider Man is just like. One of the best scenes in anything ever to me. So Spider Verse, I could not pick it for this year.
2: I'd like to amend my previous statement. I want 2018 to be a three way tie between <laughs> those two and what I picked because <laughs> <laughs> Spider Verse was so good. Yes. <laughs> like I mean, after I saw it, I just I was just like, okay, like Phil Lord and Christopher Miller really just upstage three live okay. action Spider Man <laughs> movie uh, trilogy slash pairs yeah because this is the best piece of spider-man media we've yeah. ever gotten don't get me wrong spider-man and his spider friends beautiful tv <laughs> show from the 60s we love it but like this movie through and through is what spider-man is yeah. at, the, at the core of his character and it's the exact point of stanley created spider-man because anybody could be spider-man yeah. behind that mask yes and yeah. that's why this movie was so beautiful because one why have the MCU not done the multiverse? It literally would allow them to make movies for the rest of time. Anyways, that's my little subtweet. Yeah. But no, Spider Verse is just a beautiful movie from soundtrack to portrayals mm-hmm. of characters to animation and everything. So actually, like I said, 2015 was the hardest. But like these are three of my favorite yeah. movies ever, and I keep t- referencing mine. So I guess I should say mine now. Let's hear. It. But also, I feel like you both already know it because of how obsessed I am with it. I gotta go with mid 90s. Nah, yeah. Like. Like They know me so well, and yeah. I've, I've watched that movie so many times. It's just Jonah Hill popped off. Yeah, He just popped off. The man has wanted to be a director his whole life, and he came up with the best path to it by being a great actor. Yeah, He learned from so many great directors. He said his film school was being on every set he was ever yeah. on. And I think that is so cool. I loved all the behind-the-scenes, the making of this movie, how real it is, how he went to skate parks in L.A., and that's how he cast his... The, the crew they were all just kids he found in a skate park it wasn't any actors or anything mm. a couple of them had done some acting because they Lucas were in la mm. well <laughs> all right he's different i meant the skate crew <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. yeah <laughs> hold up <laughs> but no that movie the soundtrack is amazing the score uh it's uh, Trent Reznor mm-hmm. and beautiful score. Only only four pieces of music because they use a lot of '90s music as well. Yeah, but like the the pairing of his score with the '90s music yeah. is amazing. The set design, the like how it feels that it is the '90s, incredible. And also a minimalistic story. It, it was a story about kids. There wasn't like some crazy thing happening to them. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Sandlot, but like the plot of that wouldn't really ever happen. (laughs) Like it was exaggeration of kids and we love it. But mid nineties is probably something so many kids in the Los Angeles, California area went through because it's not like there was like a crazy plot detail that happens to these kids. This is just their lives. Yeah, And like you see the struggles of each of their lives and you see it through Stevie's point of view, who's the youngest, who's the most naive, who him he himself doesn't even know his own struggles but we can see them and it's just such a real story and jonah hill poured his heart and soul into it yeah so 2018 you're beautiful i loved you <laughs> the
0: movies are great um 2019 they already were made it through the decade here i think 2019 is already shaping up to be probably one of the most difficult years to pick your your number one yeah right? for sure that that's um, definitely
1: something I've, I've felt this year yeah um, just, yeah. I, I feel like every movie I, I've seen, especially in the the past like
0: the month half. or so, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, has just been like, wow. How do I pick?
0: Like, yeah, so many of them. I feel like are contenders for yeah. like my number one spot. Um, and obviously, we haven't seen everything. Twenty nineteen is not over yet. Still so. got Rise of Skywalker yes. and nineteen seventeen yeah. to go, yeah.
2: and Little Women. Yeah. Little Women. So we figure so we it's make, tough.
0: make this a little bit of a discussion. Yeah, um, I'd yeah. like
2: to throw one out there. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, it's from early in the year, but it's going to get slept on because of the rest of the year. Captain Marvel.
1: Yes. Mm. Yeah. I adore Captain Marvel.
2: I do too. I, I just love the 90s. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> Captain Marvel was honestly slept on when it came out yep. too. A lot of people said it was just like, oh no, feminism. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. Brie Larson's amazing. Sam Jackson's amazing. That movie was so well done. Yeah. So heartfelt. Great side cast of characters. And I like, I know it's not my pick. But I still feel like it deserves a shout-out for being the f- – like, Wonder Woman, we get it. But, like, this was a big deal when this movie yeah. came out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I like, like you said, it, it does kind of, I think, fall to the wayside because internet people – were angry about it and and some people think that it's just like the the next like typical marvel origin story but i didn't feel that at all i, I feel like it has a lot of heart and as a big fan of um the kelly sue deconic captain marvel comics like i just felt like i was watching one of that them come to life um but yeah i, I think it gets slept on especially this year when the other marvel movies were far from home and, and end game like it, it's it might hard. be marvel's best yeah. year by far i think yeah, it would probably be my pick for for Marvel's best year because I, I I loved all three of those movies. Same here, um, yeah. and they're gonna be up there for me. And uh, my my three that are kind of like competing for the the first spot right now before I I, I see even more movies um, are The Lighthouse, uh, Knives Out, and Parasite. Um, so I've we've talked about all three of these movies mm-hmm. on the podcast before. Um, but I, I think that all three of them are great. Um, the Lighthouse is just like a like a wonderful like look at a descent into madness, and not a ton happens, and and it's dark and it's like haunting, and and Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are just powerhouses in this movie. I think their performances are are probably going to get slept on. Um, I don't think they're going to get nominated for academy awards willem has a better chance i think than than pattinson um but but pattinson this movie has been my favorite performance of the year um i still got to see that i missed that one it's so good knives out we did a full kind of spoiler talk about um but you know it's just a great murder mystery ryan johnson Um, you know, keep bringing back this phrase of of precision filmmaking. Like everything in Knives Out happens for a reason. The cast goes nuts. It's (laughs) such a great collection of talent. I
2: I feel like they all had to take pay cuts. There's no way. There's no way they could have made that movie on their normal salaries.
1: Yeah, like I I remember each each, uh, news article that came out that was – announcing a new casting for Nice out i was just like wait like like what like
2: like they said um daniel craig i'm like okay because that was pretty early on i'm like all right they got their guy like yeah. that's their lead yeah. that's he'll, their he'll star be, power yeah. and then it was like from there oh wait let me cast a bunch of other amazing yeah. actors i was let's, like chill yeah out. let's bring in chris
1: evans and and out of the Armas i'd go out on a limb Jamie and Lee Lee say Curtis. it's probably
2: the best who done it ever
1: yeah it's 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 definitely up there and i i would really love for them to to sort of for ryan to to make more of these um yeah. And then, and then, Parasite, um, Bong Joon Ho's movie about class struggle. Again, like I like I said with Mad Max, I think that a lot of people are are picking this as their their best movie of the decade, Point Blank, um, and I think it's a, a fair choice because Parasite is just really incredible. I, I mean, the performances are insane. The direction is just like perfect. I don't think there's any other word to to describe Bong Joon Ho's direction of this movie. Um, it's perfect. the The score is great. Um it's super emotionally impactful, it's super tense. Um there it's full of suspense. It's it's a great, great movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are the three competing.
2: Yeah. So for me, I'm gonna I have three, but one of them I'm gonna hand off to Gianni. Okay. Because I know <laughs> we agree on it. But uh so my first is um A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Great, great movie. Uh just Adorable. came out of nowhere for me. I didn't really expect much from it. Mm-hmm. I a Tom Hanks movie, I always know he will be good. Yeah. From that point on, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. But this movie hit home for somebody, for so many people, yeah, what I should time. say. And it was beautifully done. It The soundtrack was amazing. The filmmaking, the set design was amazing. And it had such a raw, real story of just that's what mr rogers did for so many people through tv screens yeah. of yes. healing yeah, people yeah. and this was a real case of us seeing and it's based off a real story which is phenomenal yeah i think it's a great movie and i it just it really hit my heartstrings real yes, good i agree 100 um, percent. then i think what is going to be my pick unless rise of skywalker 1970s yeah. sh- yeah. changed my mind is once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. uh quentin's best movie by far i think i and that's a difficult thing to say but with a powerhouse duo of leo and brad like quentin has said so many times he feels blessed to have gotten them to act in the same movie alongside each other yeah and like they both took pay cuts to do it like it's it's insane and the movie is just a love letter to hollywood and what makes it great and what made it terrible yeah and quentin made it very clear that that it wasn't all great And, like, a lot of people are afraid to say that. And, like, he he grew up watching so many influential, great filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And I love how he can, like, make love letters to their styles without copying them. And that movie, it's, like, almost segments feel like it. Like, when, like, the Bounty Law episode or, like, (laughs) the Lancer episode or, like, putting (laughs) Leo into old classic movies. Like, just things like that is so cool to me. Yeah. And, like... That movie just, I loved it. I've watched it like eight times this year (laughs) so far. But then um, where I'm going to pass the baton, Marriage Story.
0: Good picture. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) You know, when we did our tentative top five list a couple weeks ago, I was pretty set about um, Ford v. Ferrari being my number one of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mentioned I still have so many to see, 1917, Little Women, um, Star Wars, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, just to name a few. Um, And then I saw Marriage Story. Yeah. Um, Noah Baumbach's movie about divorce Um, and this isn't his first film about divorce he made another film called The Squid and the Whale um, starring Jeff Daniels, Laura Linney and Jesse Eisenberg which Mm. I think really flew under people's radar. I think it came out in 2009 or maybe 2010 Um, but uh, Marriage Story you know it's on Netflix now. I watched it at home and uh, similar to what you guys were mentioning about uh, Spider Verse and a couple other films, like I finished it and I immediately wanted to start it over because it's it's an experience. It's a two hour movie and it just kind of it, it feels flies like flies by. Yeah, but also at the same time, it, it feels like it's moving at a turtle pace in a yeah. good way, you know. Yeah. And um, Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver give I think probably the best performances of their careers. Um, and they're getting a lot of recognition for it already this year in the awards season. Um, but I just there's so many moments in the film that I feel like you're you're kind of you should leave the room because you kind of feel like you're looking into these mm. people's lives and like you shouldn't be there. It's not your business. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, on paper and I've seen some hot takes on Twitter that this doesn't sound like a very relatable story—the yeah. um, yeah, divorce of a of a successful director in New York and an aspiring actress in Hollywood—but um, that's not what it's about. Look yeah. past
2: it's, the careers and see the people. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's I, I think anyone, if you uh, if you have parents who are married, parents who are divorced, or if you've been through divorce, you can find scenes in this film that are probably very, very similar to what you've been through yourself. And I've pretty, also seen takes that are like, I don't want to watch this movie because I'm yeah. scared. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'm
2: pretty sure at one point Laura Dern's character literally says like who cares that your soon to be ex husband's a director. That's the point. Right. The point is is that he's a person too and for so long Scarlett Johansson's character like put herself through things I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. You know, because it's on Netflix and like after listening to this podcast you should go watch it. Yeah. But I, I, Gianni told me to watch it and like <laughs> like I know like there's a like you get recommendations from people all the time yeah. just like oh you like movies right yeah, like yeah. watch this but when one of these boys tells me to watch <laughs> something I know it's worth watching <laughs> yeah. and I remember I was just like oh my god like after watching that movie I'm like how did Netflix win this one like sure, how yeah, did yeah. this not go to theaters because this would have made bank yeah and especially it, this time of year too
0: yeah yeah and I think the thing that makes it such a a compelling movie and one that I think rightfully is getting all the recognition Right now, in, in the awards shows, sure. is that you know, it's it's um, forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what it does to you, it's what yeah. it does to you. No, yeah. it is, it yeah. is absolutely. But what I was going to say was, is that no one is wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's, yep. the, that's thing. the hardest
2: part, yeah, because like. It's like a human thing to be rooting for somebody. Yeah. And I found myself changing sides between right, right. oh I'm with Scarlett, oh I'm with Adam, oh I'm yeah. with no one like yeah. like every scene. Like something yeah. would happen and that's life. Like yeah. you always see things from your point of view, but this movie shows you all the points of view yeah. and that's why it's crazy.
0: Yeah, and it also I think perfectly shows that when two people are going through a divorce, it's not just the two of them. Yep. Your family's going through it, your parents, your, your kids, friends, your coworkers. Friends, yeah. Everybody, everyone goes through it with you. Um, yeah,
1: and just like to t- I haven't gotten to to see it yet. It, within the next couple of days, I, I I will I will watch. I'm <laughs> he, super I'm he, super stoked. He just to- sees me and Gianni <laughs> staring at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. or- <laughs> I, I'm super excited to to see this, but but just to touch on the. The people saying I can't think of anything less relatable. I I can't think of anything less relatable than having spider powers and and Spider Man speaks to me so deeply and I'm never related to a character more and I I can't relate to being a wizard but Harry Potter can still make me cry. Like like
2: I can't relate to having the force and using lightsabers, it, it, but Luke Skywalker exactly. is the most
1: like so relatable. Like, like it's it's a story about humanity and and, and relationships and, and I don't understand how you could just like discount a a film because of you know the the character's (laughs) status it's (laughs) it's close mindedness people (laughs) don't have it it's not good
0: um so yeah so many films left to see in 2019 but that i think that wraps up our top films of the decade
2: it'll be fun to do like a follow-up episode after the oscars where we just like definitively say
1: what our
0: favorite 2019 movie is keep
1: an eye out for that because because we'll mention our our favorites of the the year in that movie maybe a top five or a top 10 uh, for sure so that'll be on the way Sure.
0: sure yeah looking forward to all of that and more. Um, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. I'm Gianni.
1: I'm Flynn. I'm Luke. Thank you as always to SSTV for allowing us to to use the equipment and,
0: and recording there. It's always greatly appreciated. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, officially on Apple Podcasts now at Chad. Yeah. Look at these free boys. To, uh, to <laughs> Look at rate us on there, give us a nice five star. Yeah, That'll please. help us. it be appreciated. Get yeah. up there on the charts. Um, so yeah, yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.